And I'm delighted to have in the studio with me now Jonathan Fisher from Spellthorn Guide Dots. Hello, Jonathan. Good afternoon, Graham. Thank you for inviting me. Good to have you along today. Now, I know you've been blind for quite some time, haven't you? Yes, I had very poor sight from a young shaver, and in 2005 I lost all of my usable vision, not even light or dark. That must have been quite traumatic for you. Uh, I had been warned from childhood that this could happen instantly if I had a blow on the head, but actually from 1983 it gradually faded out and it took 22 years so subconsciously I was adjusting. Right and you already had poor vision before that anyway so you were having to feel your way around a bit. uh... Um, Literally but not enough to get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) Now you do say that when you do lose one of your Sight, you, you, you somehow compensate better hearing, is it, or better? Do you, have you notice anything? Well, why have I got two hearing aids? Oh, right. Well, yeah, I've only got I've one. Been pointing to, I've been pointing <laughs> to both ears, I've said that, for those that are listening in black and white. Absolutely, yes, indeed. Um, no, I had uh, poor, well, some slight hearing problems also mm-hmm. when I was a teenager onwards. And uh, when I came out of university i wanted to be a railway engineer but in fact after 30 300 odd applications that were thrown in the waste bin um, i ended up being a teacher and for the last 28 years of my teaching career i was at matthew arnold school in staines which is true spellthorn country indeed absolutely and you're still in spellthorn now yes and i um actually uh, had some, some premonition that this was going to happen, that mm. I was going, somebody was going to turn the lights out on me. Mm. And so um, I s- sat down and said, am I going to mope? Am I going to get bitter and twisted? And the answer was a great big no, with some other profanities added. Yes. But, um, <laughs> so I, 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 I was sort of poached because... Um, I was actually out in Egham Town Centre one Saturday afternoon uh, before I lost my sight and I was trying to get some cash out of the hole in the wall and a lady came up to me, young man, that's right, it must have been worse than mine. Yes, and that, that said, got your attention I can, obviously. Yes, can I help you? I said, well, that'd be good. I see you're having some trouble. I can't see either, but my husband can. So... There were two people that were out uh, doing a recce for Runnymede Access Group. And as a result of that, I got to find out about the local guide dog supporters group, uh, Spellthorn Guide Dog Supporters Group. And it's a number of groups uh, dotted around the country. The next nearest one is in East Berkshire. But the one I'm going to talk about today is the Spellthorn. In other words, the Staines Group. Right. Okay. Now you 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 don't have a guide dog at the moment, I understand. No, but you I, have had a couple. I have had two guide dogs. Right. And 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 what did they make to your life? They make a tremendous difference because if you can't see, the alternative is either to sit at home or you have a white cane of the sort that I've got folded up beneath my feet. And the alternative is an assistance dog, a guide dog. 
and they have been in existence since 1931. So uh, last year they celebrated their 90th anniversary and Guide Dogs was started by two gentlemen in Birkenhead in the 1930s in a garage and then when the war came along they evacuated to Leamington's Bar. But despite all of the work and the generosity of people, guide dogs do not get any government money or any national health money or anything like that. So our charity is totally dependent on people's generosity. And it must cost quite a bit of money to train a dog to be a guide dog. Uh, the latest estimate figure that I've got to hand is that it costs £60,000. My goodness. And yes. that's an awful lot of pennies in collecting mm. boxes. Mm. But there are all sorts of other ways that people donate. Mm. But the, the, the dog obviously helps you every, in its every, your everyday activity, presumably, both in the home and outside the home. Yes. Well, um, last year for the 90th anniversary, the um, appeal went out to guide dog supporters to do 90-somethings. So I am a, not a very fast swimmer, but I am a regular swimmer uh, with the supported group at the Egham Orbit Sports Centre. And every Tuesday I go along and we have about an hour and a half or so to swim. So I decided I would do 90 lengths in three consecutive Tuesdays and then when it came to it I did well that won't go easily uh, 90 into 3 <laughs> when I usually do about 23 lengths we needed 30 so then I thought right I will do a little bit more so I did 32 the first week 32 the rest and about 34 the following week so I locked up 100 lengths brilliant and people were very, very generous, and the cash came in at £1,200. That's super, isn't it? It's yeah. really, really nice of everybody, and much mm. appreciated. And uh, with the gift aid, you can do the sums mm. at 25%. So Guide Dog's got £1,500. Marvellous. All for getting wet three, <laughs> three Tuesdays in a row. Now, now Spellthorn Guide Dog's presumably covers Spellthorn, basically, does it? Well, guide dogs, Spellthorn Guide Dogs, I think it was set up by a very pleasant couple, Bill and Gail Guest, in the 1960s, if maybe not before. Um, we don't do history very much because we all want, always want to keep going and looking forward Indeed. and outward and positive. Yeah. And uh, so there's about eight or nine of us that regularly turn out to help try and boost interest. And I don't have a guide dog, but my first two, the first one was Eddie, and the second one was Ozzy. So you're waiting for a third one now, are you? Yes, yes, I have one more assessment stage to do on the 2nd of December, for which I will be taken to Redbridge, because the... Southern Region Main Dog Training Centre is based at Redbridge in Chigwell, right. in Essex. 
uh, white stiletto country, but we yes. won't go there. <laughs> um, so uh, then I shall be placed with a harness with a dog inside it and put through my paces and if they think that I'm still capable of learning the or remembering the commands to make sure that dog and I uh, travel safely, then my name will be put on a waiting list. Right, okay. And the then the next bit yes. is that the guide dogs are trained at the National Centre, but actually Egham and Spellthorn come under the uh, interest of the Reading main guide dogs uh, headquarters over at Hillfields. So the trainers will come out from Reading and the dogs will be brought and boarded like a human B&B with willing volunteers. And um, the trainers go to them and then they've come to see me and assess what I need, where I'm going, where I would like to work, where I need to work my dog to. So it's, it's all the mundane things like getting to the shops, getting to the doctors or the library. Yes. All of those are scoped out. And then when they see a dog that fits my environment, and the environment is something I'll talk about in a second, but the learning the routes that I need to go, because dogs aren't pre-programmed, so they have to learn uh, to uh, where to go, where's the, the safest places to cross the roads. And the other thing is all the street furniture. Yes, there's a lot of it, isn't there? Chairs, yes. lampposts, yes. you name it. Every time I go up and down a street, there's a gang of people that move them around mm. just to catch me out. Because if you are navigating with just a sweeping uh, mm. white cane, uh, you only know till either the cane hits it or your nose hits it. Mm. And I prefer that the cane hits it, but you can Indeed. never be quite sure. And, of course, we've got these days these tactile um, pavements as well uh, for tactile crossings. Tactile pavements, the curved corners, mm. they are very, very good. However, because it's curved, you don't necessarily know you're going to go straight across the road junction. Ah, right. So the training is always to go to indent and right. walk a few yards away from the main road yes. where you've got a bit of straight curb yes. and then you can launch across. Ah, interesting. Yes. And there's a technique to learn with mm. sweeping with the cane to make sure that you're going off in the right direction. So there's a lot to it, isn't there? There's going up and down steps mm. you use the long cane like a long finger right so that when you reach the top of a staircase going down you just roll that over so you can judge how deep the step is how wide it is and the reverse happens if you've got to go up the flight sorry go up the flight of steps. yes sure now i know you're seeking more volunteers aren't you we are we really do need all the help we can get not just for box rattling and, as some people rather cruelly say, begging. Well, we have to beg because I said early, we, but we asked for nice donations voluntarily. And if people wish to make cakes or go on marathon walks or parachute jumps, 
then if they would like to do that and raise money, they are very, very much more welcome. But I'm not suggesting that you go down on a parachute with a tray of cakes in one hand and a t- collecting tin in the other. Uh, and a pot of tea. Um, what, I really, what we really need are people that are prepared to give up a little bit of time and there is a campaign that finishes this weekend when we want to try and get stickers in every shop window uh, that say that assistance dogs are welcome. And even in this enlightened day and age, there are still some shops where, although it is the law of the land that people can take an assistance dog into their shop, they don't let us. There are some taxi drivers that say, me not like dogs, but they have to take them by law. Mm. And if they refuse, we don't want to get into a legal battle, but we just want to be able to have the freedom that everybody else enjoys so that when we ask for a taxi, then we can just get in without any confrontation and go where we need to go. Sure. So if people are interested in volunteering, i tell you what we'll say, that uh, if people want to get in touch, they can get in touch with us yes. and we'll pass them on to you. That's a good idea. So that's studio at brooklandsradio.co.uk if you'd like to help with the Spellthorn mm. Guide Dogs. Well, Jonathan, it's been fascinating chatting to you today. Thank you so much for coming in and seeing Thank me. You. And we wish you every success and hope you, you get your new guide dog soon. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, Graham a chance to spread the word as it were and that's jonathan fisher there from spellthorn guide dogs 